Welcome to Nothing Is OB South Texas Golf Podcast, episode number 40. Now, I always have a special guest, but before we get to our special guest tonight, Kane Bada, I got just a little word from our sponsor. I want to say a special thank you for Veronica, Ronnie, Wivada. Now, please contact Ronnie for all your real estate needs. You can contact Ronnie at 210-955-5395. She can help make your the home of your dreams a reality. Also in the show notes will be included is how to get in touch with Ronnie, her email address, her website, and her phone number. So please hit up Ronnie. She can make the home of your dreams a reality. Now tonight's special guest, I have Kane Ibada. Kane was born and raised here in San Antonio, Texas. Now, Kane is a proud graduate of Earl Warren High School. After a decorated varsity career, he received little interest from universities. But Our Lady of the Lake University here in San Antonio offered him a full ride, and he has never looked back. Taking advantage of his opportunities on the course and in the classroom, known by many as a blue-collar golfer, meaning he lets his game do the talking. He is the proud son of parents Gina Garza and Alex Ibada. Welcome to the show, Kane. Thank you, Randy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, I know uh, he says he's, he says you're his nephew, uh, Jeremiah Sierra, and I guess he's been around your family, and he said he's known you since you were little, and so he's always really looked at you as as uh, his nephew. And then come to find out, I said, man, y'all ain't even really related. Yeah. So, uh, and so once we once I saw once I saw that uh, that y'all knew each other and that it was a mutual friend, I had to know. I said, man, I had to have you on the show. Uh, thanks so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for inviting me. Now, um, your claim to fame right now is that you are the 2020 uh, Greater San Antonio Amateur City Championship champion. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Where was that match played at? That was at Hyatt this last summer. Hi, what, country. Two, what two courses what two courses did you play so the first round we played oaks lakes and then the second round i think we played the same oaks lakes and the last day was lakes creeks now did you go under par during that tournament yes i, I think i was the only one to finish under par i think i shot two under for the tournament i believe Okay, that's good to know because uh, I play there a lot, and that course always eats me up. So if no. I ever need a fourth for a scramble, I, I can count on you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just let me know. Yeah, no. but that course can can get you. Oh man, it's it, it's a placement course. You know, somebody yeah. told me like, you don't take anything really. It's like you don't hit driver too much there. You don't. Oh yeah, especially on like oaks. It's all about finding the fairway. That's all it is. And, and you know what? Hey, I got I got that two I got that two hundred three club in my bag, so I think I'm I'm, I'm straight there. No, oh, yeah. Now, why don't you tell everybody just uh, how did you get into this game of golf? Uh, when did you start? And uh, tell us how you got into this game. Uh, well, I started really young. I think I probably started when I was about four. Um, played my first tournament. I think when I was around five. But it was really just my dad played a lot whenever I was younger. And I would just follow him out on the course. And he was, he taught me <clears throat> most of my junior career. I would never really, I had a swing coach for a few years, but my dad was the one who really like set my foundation for my game. I feel like it was a lot of hours practicing with him. Just grinding from, from a young age. I remember practicing all the time, elementary school, every day after school, we'd be out there practicing. And 
yeah, was, I would say it was probably my dad was probably the sole person that got me really into it and helped me get to where I, was, I am today, I would say. Now, your dad's a pretty stud golfer himself from what I hear, right? Yeah, he's a, he's just a good athlete all around. <laughs> Seems like whatever he does, he's pretty good at it. <laughs> Uh, it seems like he's a pretty tough dude. When I was talking with Jeremiah, I said, is he a roper? I said, is this mm-hmm. guy, is this guy a cowboy? I'm like, dang. I was like, you got to be scared about scared of those guys on the course. Yeah. <laughs> so would you say, so, so let's see, I saw you at y'all, or I don't know if it's him or um, if it's you or if it's y'all's family have a big tournament coming up um, mm-hmm. right at La Quintera. What's, what's that tournament called? Yeah, so my dad, um, I don't know how many years he's been putting it on, but he he throws his own roping event every year. It's called the Crawfish Invitational. And I think this year will be the third year that he's had like a golf tournament to kind of go along with that roping. So it's a lot of the guys that are in the roping are also like playing in the tournament, but it's always a good, it's a good event. Like this will be the third year, but the first two were were fun. And this will be the first year it's at Lock and Terra. So I think it'll be even more fun this year too. Oh uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's such a such a sweet course. Now, where what courses did y'all have at the previous two years? The first year it was at Silverhorn, and the second last year it was at Cedar Creek. Okay, not not too shabby of courses, right there. Oh yeah, those are both good tracks. And last year, me and my partner got second by one shot. So <laughs> I think I'm playing with the same one this year. So, so who's your partner? Uh, his name's Tim. He's one of my dad's friends. Is he is he pretty good? Yeah, he he's a good player. So I don't know so what his handicap is, but he's, he's good. <laughs> so you're saying y'all going to contend, right? Well, I would think, <laughs> I would hope so. And we were one away last year. So hopefully we'll win the buckle this year. <laughs> now, um, in my introduction to you and when we spoke earlier today, uh, you said you received little, uh, interest from other colleges. Now, um, after, because I, I know I was just doing my research, doing some digging about you. I, I know you had a really good career at Warren. Now, uh, why would you say that maybe was one of the factors that led to you being uh, not recruited so much? Um, I would say I, I did a real poor job of marketing myself to like coaches. Um, I just kind of always figured because I had always played well in high school. You know, I made it to state every year. I won district every year. And we were 5A for the first two years and 6A for the last two. So I just kind of figured that coaches would come to me, I guess. And golf just being so competitive, you just you have to be the one to, you know, send out your resume and get the attention of the schools that you're interested in. And I just really didn't do that. And I think that really – I mean, I, I wouldn't say I re- really regret not doing that because I ended up at a great school and had great experience all years I was there, but – I do wish I would have sent out a little more stuff just to try to get a little more exposure for myself. But no, hey, everything happens for a reason. It's God's plan. You know, it's uh, who knows. You know, you might not be as hungry as you are if you went to say, let's say, a bigger school. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, tell me. I know uh, Coach Martin. Right, it's uh, Arnie Martinez is the head coach right right now at uh, yes, mm-hmm. Lady of the Lake. Now, mm-hmm. who was the coach that initially recruited you? Um, Alan Baxter. He was there my first three years and this is actually my fifth year so my fourth year um arnie took over as a head coach and then this year is his second year as head coach now i remember in speaking with you you, you stated to me that um you chose our lady lake because you said that coach baxter made the schedule you said that it was going to work out in your favor now what are some of those things that 
that, you know, for us people who are, you know, are not collegiate golfers or who, who hasn't played collegiate golf, uh, what do you mean by that, that the schedule would like work out for you? Well, so, um, my first time meeting him, um, he just kind of threw out the courses that we would be playing like for the, for the season. So like my freshman year, we went to Whistling Straits up in um, Wisconsin. Damn. And, yeah. And we played at, um, Doral in Miami. And then we played twice at Deer Run in Illinois. So like my freshman year, I, w- I think was by far like our best schedule, but he just pretty much told me, you know, th- these are, these are the the tournaments that we're playing in. He, he said that the fields were going to be solid fields, good competition. And I mean, I, I liked Baxter too, like from the first time meeting him, like, and ever since then, like me and him are still real close, even though he's at a different school, like we text all the time and he's like an uncle almost. So <laughs> Oh, you got a lot of those from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> now, in uh, in speaking with one of your uncles, Jeremiah Sierra, I I told him I said, dude, you got to give me some good dirt, dude. Give me give me something good. Give me something good on on Kane. And he said, all right, this is the PG. He gave me the PG version, all right, the PG thirteen mm-hmm. version. I said, good. I said because this is for a little bit younger of a crowd that I'm used to. And he said, well. When Kane was younger, I would take him all the time to Golf Club of Texas to play with me. And we would always play like in these two-man scrambles. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'd have him hit from like, you know, up front because he was just a kid hitting up front. And he said that at an early age that your wedge and your short game was just sick. He said mm-hmm. that you, you were solid. He said, uh, he told me, he said he was about 10, 15 years younger. So he was piping, he was piping him down there. He was throwing some bombs and that you would just hit him in there real tight. Uh, mm-hmm for for birdie and for par and y'all would y'all would score a lot and that uh when (laughs) he goes man i don't want to get his eligibility in trouble man he was like he was like eight nine years old ten years old and that uh that y'all would win these events as these two-man groups and uh people were starting to get mad that y'all were constantly winning them Mm -hmm. and that and that after a while they were just starting to make things really difficult on y'all for y'all to to compete and that's when that's when Jeremiah told me he said that that he had to, that y'all had to take a break from playing those tournaments because it seems like like they hated on y'all and they had it out for y'all because y'all were taking all the money. Is this true? Yeah, I mean <laughs> in those in those two man events they don't they don't like when the same person wins more than two weeks in a row. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you have to be pretty familiar with that track because every time I've ran into you, it's been out there at Golf Club of Texas. Yeah, that's actually that's uh, one of the two courses that we practice at this year. We're at there and we're at Alsatian in Cashville. So, but we're at Golf Club of Texas probably at least like three times a week, I would say. All right. So now tell me, uh, what does number one play out for you uh, from the tips where you play from? What does it play like yardage or? Yeah, yardage wise. Because I, I think for me, I think it might be from, I don't know, I hit from the golds and the blues. So uh, I want to know, I, I don't go back to those tees. Those, those tees, they're, they're too far from yeah, me. I don't know exactly how far it is. Um, usually we'll have like 70 yards after a drive. So if you, I would probably say, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how far it is. What do you, what do you normally hit off, off, off of the tee box? I'll hit driver off of one. Dang, really? Mm-hmm. So you, you try to but, drive, but you try to drive that green. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, if you can get a good win from the tips, you can drive it, but they haven't had the tips out there for a while. So we've been playing like one up, like from the gold team. Yeah. The goals. Yeah. And 
from there, sometimes drivers too much. <laughs> it, like, it is. It is. Yeah. Too much. The last time I, I played there, it, it was a little downwind and I almost went into that hazard, like long of the green, just so downhill in that first hole. <laughs> well, I, um, I got one, one of, one of our, uh, one of our listeners said, Kenny Bada is a beast. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is it, would you say that's true? No. <laughs> I'm <trying> my best. <laughs> well, I normally hit hybrid off that hole because I started, I said, you know what? Normally I'm not a long hitter. I said, I tried drive to, to drive that green for so many times that I say, you know what? I'm good with just having, like you said, like 70 out, 65 out. And, uh, it won me and your uncle Jeremiah, uh, won us a, 40 bucks the other day. So, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty happy about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so now, so now tell me in playing golf club of Texas, uh, as being your home course, would you say that the condition of the course has improved, uh, since the pandemic? Yeah, I would say for sure. I think the greens have definitely came a long way. Like they've smoothed out a lot and they're rolling a ton better than what they were. I would say before with that zoysia grass they had been bumpy but they've they've gotten a lot smoother and i would say the the fairways have always been pretty decent hitting off the the zoysia grass and the fairways always get a good lie so i've never but i can't stand i can't stand playing off that zoysia man it's it's so different it's so different when you used oh, to yeah. you know when you used to playing bermuda and, and especially being here in texas at least you've had the the privilege of playing at some some courses that have host you know major championships and uh you know you've probably seen that saint augustine that bermuda and it's just it's so different for me man it's so different especially on the greens uh i haven't quite even though you like you like i stated you see me there all the time i still have trouble playing those damn greens you know i can't get the, I, I can't get them to hold for me Oh yeah. They're definitely, they're definitely hard to get any. There you go. All right. You back on? Yes, sir. Okay. Good deal. No, I'm just stating. And as we we're talking about, uh, the greens there, what, which greens or what type of grass do you normally prefer with, uh, you playing at several different courses? Cause I know I also saw that you've played in New Mexico, I think, right. You've played some other courses in New Mexico. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. New Mexico, Arizona. I've been in California, um, Mexico, played in a lot of different places i love that i love that desert golf i don't know if you're a fan of it yeah i like desert golf too oh vegas i played in vegas a lot of times i love vegas courses it's like that's exactly desert desert golf off the fairway all it is is canyon it's a good look <laughs> well i messed up my seven iron i messed up my seven iron and i, and I think vegas and i think the course was called uh the revere um mm. we, had, we had hit i had passed the fairway and i was up top like and it was like a three tier and these guys are like, oh, you're going to have to take a drop. And I said, I don't see no OB stakes. I said, so I climbed my little ass up there. <laughs> I climbed up, up there and I, and I took, I took my seven and I got it out back into play. And after that, I looked at it and I said, damn, maybe, maybe I should have used my four iron that I don't use too much. Yeah. That's how every time I have a punch out like that, I think about what club I don't mind messing up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, what's one of your favorite tracks that you play there in Vegas? In Vegas, I would probably say TPC, Las Vegas. I've only I played there and I've played at a course called Angel Park. I haven't really Yeah, really Angel Park. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, Angel Park. I played Angel Park as well. And for being a municipal course or like a muni, you know, that's so close to the strip, I think it's a pretty it's a pretty damn good track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they have that the lit par three course. So I mean that's it. If I go to Vegas, that's where I want to go play again. <laughs> Well, shoot, man, I'm I'm supposed to be going there in April, and with your uncle too. We're supposed to be playing in a three day tourney out there, and dang, 
Yeah, I know. So uh, I won my flight, but it's it's kind of embarrassing. I won my flight. I was in a D flight. I was in the D flight. But uh, hey, I was a, I was a 16 handicap, and I took it. And I still have my two hundred dollar winning winnings in an envelope. That when I go to pay my fee, I'm gonna be like, "Here you go, man. Here you go, dog." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, now, in being in being uh, not recruited so much, would you say that you've had to play with maybe like a a chip on your shoulder in any type of the tournaments that you've been in? Um. Yeah, I would say. I mean, there's always those like good players that you're always you know looking at and trying to compete against. Like, there's always been those certain players but whenever i go out there like i just try to you know hold on my buddy's right i cannot think with my buddy just standing he's like at the door just staring at me all right can we go can we ask the question again because i could not (laughs) not even think about the question (laughs) now you're good and i said uh i said when you play when you play golf uh, do you play with like a chip on your shoulder not really i mean um i just try to you know play as good as I can I do on my team. I do do a lot of trash talking though, <laughs> but. Oh, um, do you? Yeah. Okay. Because the guys I've talked, the guys I've talked to said, Oh man, he just, he just goes about his business, man. But, but don't talk to him though. Cause I know he can run his mouth, but, but you can't tell, you can't tell. We played in a tournament with him and uh, nobody, nobody could tell that he was the best golfer on our squad. Yeah. Yeah. I would say probably in a tournament, I'm more, you know, when I'm practicing with my team, I'm definitely a lot more relaxed versus if in the tournament, I might be a little more, you know, to myself and focus. I don't really talk. I wouldn't say I talk a lot whenever, like if I don't know like a person I'm playing with, I'm more heads down, you know, just play. But yeah. What's, what's the best score that you've shot today? Uh, 62 is my lowest. Where was that at? Uh, I shot a 62 actually at golf club of Texas one time. And the other one was that it was actually at Alsatian. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I've never played Alsatian. Everyone keeps telling me that it's such a badass track. Yeah, it is. It's fun because there's a lot of holes that you can birdie, but at the same time, there's those holes where you have to hit good shots. Like it's an easy track, but you can, you can make bogeys out there. So it's, I like it. It's fair. Now, who would you say is probably uh, your rival here in town or somebody that you continually play against that you always chomping at the bit to beat? I would say right now it'd probably be Arnie. <laughs> he's really? really, I mean, yeah, Arnie, <laughs> he's always, every time that we play against each other, it's always like one or two strokes and it's, it goes like back and forth, but he's always, he's always like, even though it might seem like he's playing bad, he can keep it around even almost every time. So it's always good. I always like playing with him. Like when we're at practices and stuff, he's a good, real good competition. I don't, I don't really say I would have a rival or anything. I'm not, I am competitive, but I wouldn't, you know, go as far as to say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on, man. I need some, I need some hookah, man. I need some juice, dude. Come on, man. I need, I need something, man. You got to give me something, Kane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There are some guys that I, you know, I would love to play against more. Like there's some players in San Antonio that uh, are real solid that I don't play with at the moment. But well, tell me, I was looking up at, I was looking at uh, the scoreboard for this. I was looking at the the leaderboard and the scoreboard for the San Antonio Open that happened that it, that it was played at Cedar Creek. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw a big WD right next to your name. Mm-hmm. 
I want to know yeah. what happened that, there. So that was, and still is, I'm still kind of salty about that tournament because I had been, you know, looking forward to that tournament for months and months, like just practicing for it, looking forward to it. That was cause that was really the only tournament I had up until, cause that was before I think the art break or I'm not sure, but that was like the one tournament that I was going to have for a while. And the morning of, I wake up to, to a text up from a, the place where I got a COVID test and it said I was positive the morning of the tournament. <laughs> no that's why, way. That's why I couldn't play in it. Yeah. No way. Cause I'm mm-hmm. telling you, uh, I know there was the best man. There was the best of the best in the city. No. Um, yeah. That, that's what I was there. looking forward to playing in that tournament like that. And I knew Mitchell Meisner is like, I would say one of the, I would say he's probably besides Abraham answer the best player in San Antonio. So, I knew Mitchell Meisner was going to play good. And I was looking forward to trying to, you know, play as good as him. And he ends up winning the tournament. Not really surprisingly, but, and I didn't even have a chance to (laughs) give it a shot. I'm I'm still kind of, yeah, I'm still kind of salty about that, but. Cause we were curious. We were curious. We really were. We were curious. Cause I remember we were actually playing golf, uh, we were playing golf that first, the first day, right, of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jeremiah telling me, hey, man, check the leaderboard. Check the leaderboard or whatever. So I go and I look at the leaderboard, and I'm, sh- I'm scrolling, looking at the top, looking for that Y, looking for that Ibotta right there. Nope, 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 nope. And then right at the bottom, see a big WD. And I was just like, no. I said, man, there's mm-hmm. got to be something behind this. <laughs> and even Jeremiah's yeah. like, ask him. Ask him. You better ask him. <laughs> we were concerned. We are like, did he just walk off the course? Did he yeah, yeah. No, man, yeah, I, I would never do that. <laughs> damn, I'm sorry to hear that, man. So I guess I guess you need some revenge. That's what you're trying to tell me. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to this, uh, our season coming up. I'm looking back forward to getting back into some tournaments. Now tell me, uh, how, did, how did that work? Because I know uh, with the NCAA and I know due to this uh, pandemic and, you know, a lot of the COVID restrictions that I know – or, or, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, that it gave, uh, you know, people like you seniors or even, um, uh, other, other, uh, you know, like upperclassmen or whatever gave y'all another year of eligibility, or I guess it kind of gave you like a redo. What, mm-hmm. what really occurred or what were really the stipulations of that? So what happened was the, I forget it wasn't last year. We didn't get to finish our season. Like we, we left for spring break and um we just ended up never coming back because of covid like everything just got crazy and so they gave everyone an extra year of eligibility so i took i obviously took the extra year to come back and um last semester it was kind of unfortunate because we didn't we didn't really play any tournaments last semester either we played two two one round events and that was it we didn't have any tournaments so this will actually be like the first time in, I guess, two semesters where we're actually going to have some tournaments to play. So, oh man, I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you're chopping at the bit, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm real excited, and our team is going to be real good this year. So, I'm excited to see how our team plays. Now, what conference or what division are you in at being Our Lady at being in at Our Lady of the Lake? Um, I know we're. Technically in the Red River Conference, but the past couple of years, we've done like a joint conference deal and um, trying to think of the name of what they named it. It was like 
something independent. There was like a, it was just like a um, combination of, I think like two or three conferences and it ended up being like 16 teams, I think in our conference tournament every year. Now in, in playing these courses, like, do you know where that you're going to possibly play? I guess what would be like your regionals or your, your finals or. Yeah. So for, for NAIA, we don't, we actually don't have a regionals. It's just conference. And then from conference, it's nationals. So I think this year our conference is going to be played at Victoria country club in Victoria, Texas. And then I believe nationals is in Mesa, Arizona. I'm not sure what course. What the but that's all right. Hey, that's, that's probably going to favor your game, right? I'm hoping <laughs> you're supposed to be able to adjust to the course. So <laughs> now, now in, in all your time and playing here in San Antonio, growing up in San Antonio or in the South Texas area, what would you say is your favorite course? Uh, maybe not around town or maybe, you know, like it could be in Corpus or it could be uh, in Houston, Dallas, maybe uh, what would you say is probably one of the, your favorite courses? Um, I would have to say, I would have to put Comanche for sure in there in Kerrville. I really like Comanche. Comanche Trace? Comanche Trace, yes. And I really like the Bandit as well. I think the Bandit's a real good course. Oh yeah. Bandit, uh, Bandit is, a uh, uh, Comanche Trace is in Kerrville, Texas, which is North of San Antonio. I'd say maybe about 40, 45 miles out. Uh, now that is a private course, a country club. I've never been out there. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I like my aunt, she lives in Kerrville and I'm like, Hey, I don't care what you got to do. Pay off everybody. Get me on that course. Get me on, yeah. get me on, on that course. And then, um, uh, the bandit, the bandit is a foresight property course, amazing track. I like how, again, it's kind of, uh, it's one of those, uh, hill country courses that again, it challenges you. Some holes are wide open. Some, mm-hmm. you know, they dog to the right. I like how they have every one of their holes have a name. I really mm-hmm. like that about their course. Yeah. It's a really unique course. Yeah. I like, I like how, uh, I guess it's 17, 17 is that part three. They have like, it's called the wall. Cause they have that little brick wall, right. You know, the bottom of it, or mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't ask me why I'm good friends with that wall. Because you know, for some, <laughs> for some damn reason it's like a magnet. It's like a magnet to my magnet to my damn golf ball. Yeah. Some, that's how it is. Sometimes some tee shots, you just get over and you just, they have your number. <laughs> oh man. Dude, that, that whole course has my, that whole course has my number. I can't remember what hole it is. I think it might be, I think it might be hole three. It's the, or no four. I think it's a short par four on the front. It's a, uh, it's right after that par five. I think yeah, it might be four. four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it was playing the day we played out there. It was playing, I think three thirteen. And uh, again, I'm not a long hitter, but for some reason I caught, I guess that you know, there's that hill right in front of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I caught that speed slot. part of that hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I caught that speed slot and boom, it kicked me on. Right. And I say I'm about 25 feet out for, for right? It's Eagle, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's Eagle, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Leave the putt short. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> then I hit, then the sec, my second putt, I hit it 10 feet past the hole. Oh, my. <laughs> I end up bogeying that damn hole. And we're Ooh. playing like in a, we're playing a skins game. And I'm playing with like all these old Mexicanos, right? All these old viejos. And they're just mm-hmm. looking at me like, they're like, damn, man. <laughs> You know, like I lost, I lost a lot of respect that day. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it was bad. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to be ready to go up, go back to that track for revenge. Yeah. 
Do you have any one of those courses that have just had your number here in this part of town, around town? Um, I'm trying to think what course I really don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, don't, I, I like pretty much every course in town. I wouldn't say there's one that uh, actually, I would say probably Palmer is one that has always kind of, I don't know if I've ever actually broken par up Palmer because <laughs> that's a pretty, that's a pretty tough course. It seems like every time I go out there, it's the same story. Like, bogey golf almost <laughs> well, there, well there's, there's a lot of blind shots out there there's a lot of blind yeah. shots and you know what you could think that you're probably right dead smack in the in the middle of the fairway you go down and you can't even find your damn ball that's that's mm-hmm. the one thing that pisses me out the most i would love to play a tournament out there because i would be interested to see what what would win <laughs> all right now tell me some of the lighter side of golf uh, favorite golf movie favorite golf movie mm. I like the greatest game ever played. I would probably say I would probably watch that over any golf movie. I'm gonna tell you, dude. You're like the third. You're like the third person in a row, dude, that said that movie. I I love that movie. It, Francis, yeah. Francis, we met. You know, mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, that I movie. love that movie too. All right, now, who would you say uh, the what character in that movie would you say you relate to the best? Because I can Definitely. tell you, I, I relate. I relate best to Eddie, to the little caddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, that's an important role. <laughs> I would probably say Francis, I would think. Oh, okay. So you're just, you're just throwing it out there right there. Francis, yeah. right? The main character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that how you, is that how, is that how stud golfers visualize the course like he did? Yeah. I think sometimes whenever, I mean, you're in the zone, you definitely kind of not really see it like that, but you're kind of just with the course almost. You're not really thinking about anything you're almost just like one with the course almost if that makes sense like that's that's what i want to hear man this this is what i'm trying this is what i'm trying to pull out of you kane i'm trying to get some of those feels man i'm trying to get yeah. you're a cool cat you're a cool cat on and off the course dude but i'm, I'm trying to get i'm trying to break break you down man <laughs> so um as as being in the zone, I, I wouldn't really know because I just kind of throw it out there and I'm just I just hope the ball lands my way. Now in in getting in the zone, what does that mean for you? Like are you dialed in? Is your your spin good, your ball flight's good? What does that mean? Do you just feel is it kind of like how MJ would say that the bucket, the basket was like just so huge for him? Is that how like the hole is for you? Are you reading every green perfectly or what? Yeah, I I would say um, definitely it's different with putting and obviously like your ball striking. Whenever whenever I'm really feeling it, how I'm hitting it, I'm not really thinking about much. I'm almost just thinking about the shot that I'm trying to hit, not really thinking about mechanics or anything. That's whenever I'm you know feeling my best, swinging my best. And then I would say with putting too, what really what really um, affects my putting is kind of like I almost try to make it too much i guess like put pressure on myself to make the putt too much versus just picking the line and the speed and hitting it so whenever i can not really think on the putting green as well as whenever i start putting my best now that's what i like to hear because i know um one thing that i posted in my facebook group is uh i posted some goals i said what are some goals that that you have like that people have for the upcoming year and man i'm gonna tell you i hadn't had this many responses like for any post that i had and it's interesting it's interesting to hear like what what people are trying to improve on and then i i look at it i said i have my own goals and i look at theirs and i'm just like 
Damn, that's a good one. That's another one of mine. That's another one of mine. What would you say is your biggest golf goal for this upcoming season for you? Um, well, obviously my biggest goal is to make it to nationals. Um, obviously I would love to do that with, with the team. I think we have with the, I think we have a good enough team to that. We should make it, but, um, get to nationals and I want to have a real good showing at nationals. That's my biggest goal right now is just, I really want to get top 10 at nationals. Now, what do you think that's going to take from you as being a, a fifth year senior on the team? What do you think that's going to take from you to help get your team over the hump? Um, I mean, we're just going to have to put in the work every week. This week was our, I think second week that we've been practicing and, um, we put in a lot of good work this week. If we could just keep on grinding in, it's, it's like the one thing that I think that we really need to hone in on is like our wedge game. I think that's the difference between being really good and great is whenever you can not only cause you score with your wedges, you make the birdies, but you also sometimes need to save the pars. Like whenever you hit a wayward shot in the trees or something, punch out to be able to save a par with the wedge is just as important as to be able to make birdies so it's i think just focusing in on the specific parts of like each of our games that we need to improve on so we can all get better like as the year progresses because we still have a long season up until up until nationals so we have a lot of time to be able you know to groove in our games and get ready for that so i'm just looking excited i'm excited for like the process of getting there like i'm just as excited as putting in the work as actually getting to the tournament and and I, I love how you say that the process, because as I'm my, my day job is I'm a teacher and a coach. And so um, a lot of people don't see what go. A lot of people don't see what goes on behind closed doors uh, and the making of a champion. And uh, and I'm sure, you know, from playing since you were four years old and uh, playing against bigger and better competition, playing against, you know, older men for a good majority of your life. Uh, people don't embrace the process. And when you say, you say the process, like you looking forward to the process that, that, that gets dude, that gives me goosebumps right now. Like that's, that's what I, I hear. Every champion love is just, it's the process. Cause people, you know what, you know what I see? I, all I saw you was hosting, hosting a, a crystal trophy. That's what I saw you hosting. I didn't see what led up to it. And I think mm-hmm. that's just what, uh, that's what I'm trying to put out there. I'll just, I want people to know you. I want people to know, cause I want people to know, you know, how you got there, how you grinded your way. Yes, sir. Now in, in, in that process, what, what are some of the things that, that, that you tell yourself when you're out there on the range, when you have those days that you just, that you just feel like, you know what, you, you can't, your, your, your yardage isn't dialed in. Uh, you're not drawing the ball. You're not cutting it the way you want to. What are some of the things that you, you have to tell yourself when you're out there? I just, I just look forward to being able to go out there the next day. Like if I, if I have a day where I'm struggling, I'm looking forward to the next round that we can play. So like, for instance, we, we had qualifying, um, this week rounds and I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not sure. Had a real bad round didn't play well. Um, left there real mad kind of thought about it like throughout the night, you know, what went wrong, like what I can do, got out there the next day practice. And then we played two days after that and I beat my score. So I shot 78 in that first round and I shot 67 uh, 
day before yesterday? No, yesterday, 67. So like, I almost, I almost see it like, even though you might have a bad day, you're going to have them, you know, like you can't really dwell on the, the bad. You have to look forward to the next day. You never know. You can shoot your best round ever, you know, like it's just, you just have to embrace what comes. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. But if you're putting in the work, I think you're going to have a lot more good than bad for sure. So I just, that's why I'm just. No, no, go for it. I'm sorry. Go for it. No, no, no. no. I was going to say, that's why, that's why I'm talking about process. Like I just trying to stay focused and I hope I'm hoping that the results are going to, you know, pay out themselves. Like if I just stay on track, like I think, everything will fall in place eventually i think well you know what man um you sent me you sent me a video of you all right and i had to edit some because there wasn't some of the best verbiage going on in there oh yeah all right so i'm gonna play a little bit of clip uh this is you i think what is it um you're hitting off uh, the, the par three on the back nine, or I, I just want to make sure it's the back nine, because I know uh, talk, speaking to Ken, the superintendent there at golf club of Texas, that they're going to eventually move them. That's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, what hole is it? I think is it, is it, is it 13 or 14? What's the par I think, three? I think the, the one I sent you, I think was from actually from hole six. Is it six? Front nine. Yeah. The, that long straight par three after the okay. par five. Is it the front now? All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You Okay. Sorry. Yes, you're right. It is from the front. Uh, now, normally when I play that box, it's been playing, I guess, 187, 190 around that. And then maybe with the wind coming at us, I don't know. Is that what it was playing for you? Yeah. That day, I think it, we actually played from, from the gold tees because there was no tips. And I think that's about what it was playing. Cause I, I remember I hit a six iron. So I think oh, it was about 190. You freaking jerk. I'm over here hitting three hybrid and that's cause I'm trying to jack up over here, dude. All right. Okay. So I'm going to play a clip from, from your tee shot and then also from uh, your putt, but it looks like, I think that puts on hole. hole yeah, 10, that, put, right? that puts from hole 10. Yeah. yeah. Dude, okay. I hadn't seen it in that, in that pin placement. I hadn't seen it there before. Yeah. That was a weird it, pin placement. Yeah, it was right. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking three putt whenever I got up to that. <laughs> oh, Oh, dang. That breaks my heart now, knowing, knowing what I know now. All right, so we're going to go to a couple of clips here of uh, Kane being a lefty. That's very interesting. We'll get back to that here in a little bit, all right? Go to a couple of clips of Kane being out there at Golf Club of Texas. Damn, dude, that was a that was a badass putt you hit there. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I actually made a one just like almost the same length on nine, so that's why I feel like my buddy on the video <laughs> – yeah well i'll tell you that's what i labeled what uh what he said uh you know in his state of excitement that's what i labeled that video all right <laughs> now t- now tell me i man I, I i like your stroke what kind of what kind of golfer would you say you are what kind of uh what's your i guess uh what type of uh, shots do you like to hit do you like to hit a high draw or do you like to hit a, a fade cut what what would you say is like your go-to shot I'd probably say a draw is definitely my go-to. That's what I try to hit majority of the time. I don't mind hitting a fade though. I can hit it either or, but definitely a draw is what I'm more comfortable with. Is there a shot in your arsenal that you don't have? I would say I would actually, my punch shots, I have not, I don't really practice a lot. And every time I have like a punch shot, like I have to really hit like a, I would say like a low foreign hard 
a lot of times I get too steep on them and I'll, my punch shots have let me down. (laughs) I'll just say that. All right. So there you go, man. Hey, uh, I'm a coach. There you go, son. Get out there, get out there and uh, throw throw some balls in the woods over there on one and just say, work on that punch game. Mm -hmm. Now, now one of the questions I always ask my guests, uh, who are you playing your final round of golf with? My final round of golf. So what do you mean? Like, who, who's the one person that I'm playing with? Uh, it's up to you. I, I've had people, I've had people just have, uh, have foursomes. Uh, some people say, uh, they have fivesomes or even a, just a twosome. Uh, just who are you playing your final round of golf on this earth with and why? Well, definitely my dad, obviously, because got if it's the last round, it's got to be with him. <laughs> um, Who else? Who else? Who else? Mm-hmm. It's a hard question. Thank you. Thank you. That's what, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going for right here. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. There's honestly, there's too many people to just try to narrow it down for a foursome. <laughs> I don't know. No, you, hey, you can stick to a twosome, man. Yeah. You, if you want to keep it like a, an intimate time because you know, it is the, the person that, that got you into this game. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I would say for sure. Yeah. My dad, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with that too. So if it's my last one. <laughs> okay. Now, um, now is there any, is there any side action going on in this last round? Or is there uh, is there any like Nassau? Is there any skins or something I going on? I don't know. I don't know if my dad wants to be betting me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the last few times I think I've gotten him. So it, has, it hasn't gone so well. Yeah, but I do practice every day, so he's got an excuse. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, Am, dude, you're a good boy, dude. You're a good son, man. You're a good son. Now, in in playing the game of golf and uh, it being considered like a, a country club type sport, at times they could get, get labeled for some people. Uh, would you say that you've had? Uh, a hard time maybe trying to come up in this game or have you had any detractors that uh, any, any of the haters out there that have uh, tried to, I guess, uh, keep you down in this game? No, I mean, I've always going back to like, and um, I would say pretty much all the times that I've played, I've really just been practicing on my own, even in high school. Like my team was never, we never really had a strong team. So it was a lot of, my own practicing like by myself pretty much i would go out to hide a lot and be out there so would you say that is it's been a lonely road it's been a lonely road to, yeah. where, you, to where you've been yeah and i've actually i've never um i've never really had like a, a membership at like a country club or anywhere i've had the only membership i've had is actually at hyatt and i think i've had it for like three months they've had like a winter deal um, where I had like a three month membership and I had another membership over summer, but it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I've never really had a place to where I could just go every single day and be able to practice all the time. So it's, it has been a little hard at times, you know, trying to, cause it can get expensive having to pay for all your rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't can, have a membership. <laughs> well, well, can I just, uh, the last thing, the last thing here is I just kind of want you to take me back, take me back to, to Cedar Creek, uh, take me back to, uh, to where you played your, your city championship or, or was the city, right? Now, sorry, the Hyatt, take me back to the mm-hmm. Hyatt, take me back to the, those rounds. You know, what was, what was just working that, 
that weekend for you or what was just clicking the most? Yeah. Just going into that tournament. Um, I'd been feeling, you know, real good about how I was playing and it actually, it's kind of crazy. I had two chances previous in two previous years to win the tournament. And both times I, I guess, almost, I mean, I almost just kind of gave it away <laughs> literally both times. Um, so going into this year, I was like, really, really wanted to win. Like I felt like I've came close before and I just really wanted to finally win it for one year. And I'd actually, so I I got third twice and second once going up until going up to this year and yeah, to finally win it. I mean, it was, it was a good feeling. (laughs) It had to be a vindication, you know, from all your hard work, you know, and then just really proving to yourself that, that, that it's in you, you know, that you can close, you can finish. Yeah, definitely. And like, it wasn't easy because, I actually had a nine shot lead going into the, to the last round. It was three rounds and I was leading by nine. And after our 10th hole final round, I had a one shot lead. <laughs> so it got, it, it got close. <laughs> okay. Closer than what I wanted. <laughs> now, would you say that it was because of you or was it because uh, the other golfers were putting that? It, heat was on just, you? it was just, so the, the guy who I was playing with, his name's Jake Stevenson. He's a real good player. I think he's from, from Bernie goes to St. Mary's or went to St. Mary's. Now he's at UIW, I think, but he's actually the, the year I got second, he won. So he was playing with me at Hyatt in the final round last day. Man. And I just made, I made two dumb double bogeys, which weren't even, weren't even bad double bogeys. It was just kind of one swing and got unlucky on the hole. And then I bogeyed nine, missed a two foot putt on nine for par to shoot five over on the front. And I guess he birdied 10 to get it to one. So I was five over through 10. That must he nine shots. I don't know what he, he was under par for the round. He had to, he was three under for the round. <laughs> so he was playing good. And I was <laughs> playing the, obviously the worst, <laughs> I had the worst nine I had all week on that front nine last day. So yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> so there was, so you're saying there's a lot of drama. That's what it, that's yeah, what it sounds like. Yeah. Even, even then, even though I had a nine shot lead, it was not easy <laughs> going into that back nine because <laughs> uh, it was almost completely gone. And I actually got, it was funny because he birdied 10 and I, made a crazy up and down for par or else I would, we would have been tied after, <laughs> oh, after that 10th hole. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy. <laughs> now, would you say up to this, up to your young career that that is uh, the best memory you've had in the game of golf? I would say so. I mean, I've had a lot of good memories to really narrow down. I would say the best, but that's definitely one. I would say another one is whenever I qualified for state my freshman year, that's one of my top for sure, because I had to go to a playoff. Um, I was a freshman and the guy who I was playing with, his name is Mason Weld, real good player. He was, I think a junior at the time. And it was two of us for one spot at regionals to go to state. And I pulled it out in the first hole of the par. So it wasn't two, but I remember that's the, by far the most nervous I've ever been like over a tee shot. <laughs> so where were you playing at? It was actually at Cedar Creek. 
Cedar okay. Creek, and we we played our our playoff hole was hole. I guess it's hole. I think it still is hole one. Not not the downhill. And the downhill one. Oh, the one all the way at the bottom. The one all yeah, the, the way one at the bottom. bottom the part four. When yeah. you're you're dead to the left, and then I guess it's a what is it nine to the right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Shoot, that's yeah. a tough that's a tough hole, man. Yeah, left you're dead. Left you're dead. Yep, and that's exactly where Mason went. <laughs> so he made it easy for me. <laughs> Oh man, well that that that's badass, man. That's that's exactly what I want to hear. All right, now the last thing is, uh, I always have a, a little section of, of the the podcast. It's uh, just uh, beyond the stakes. Now, what is something that one of your playing partners uh, it's uh, they can do to kind of get under your skin, or wh- whether it's a uh, maybe like, uh, hey good shot even though you know you shanked it or something uh what's something that one of your playing partners can do that can just kind of really piss you off let me see i'm a very uh cool tempered person so i don't really get it takes a lot to like really make me mad um i don't i don't like whenever people change their mood from whenever they're playing good to whenever they're playing bad that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really bothers me. Like whenever someone's real talkative or tries to talk to you during the round when they're playing good. And then whenever, you know, start starts going South, they want to be quiet, get mad, be to themselves. Like that's one thing that I don't like whenever people do that. Now, where do you, where do you see yourself going in this game of golf? Cause I know I have, I have I've talked to several people and uh, they're curious. They're curious that, where you want to take this. And I know in speaking with Jeremiah, Jeremiah, one thing that I know that, that your parents have always instilled with you, because I know you got a really good family. You got a really strong support system and that they've always been there for you. And I know that they've really preached to you that, Hey, you're getting your education. And that's one thing, you know, like at the end of the day, you're going to have your degree, but how far do you want to go with this in this game of golf? I'm trying I'm trying to go professional. Um, obviously after when I'm done with college, I'm probably going to give a couple of years, two, three years. And, um, I'm hoping I'm going to play well enough to make it somewhere on some tour. And if not, I mean, we'll see what happens, but how I've been playing the past, you know, six months, I would say, um, I think I could at least definitely give it a shot. Like I'm comfortable with, giving it a shot and i think i can all it takes is everything to sync up for that one week you know <laughs> it is man well i'm gonna tell you yeah you got a lot of people pulling for you dude and uh just just uh had several people you know say hey man hey i got this i got this story about kane man hey oh man he was just when he was at warren uh you know i had a lot of people come and tell me, people reach out to me on facebook and tell me that uh that you were really like a a good leader when you were at Warren uh, that, and you still do it now, like you still do it when you're on the range, there are golf club of Texas for a lot of the other junior golfers and that, that you're doing what you should be doing. You know, like you're being a great ambassador for the game here in town. Uh, you know, you, you're not, there's not that ugly conceited air around you that, you know, uh, that some people could have. And so, man, I want to thank you, man. I want to thank you for being on the show tonight. And I know like a lot of people reached out to me and they want to see you make it, dude. I'm, I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for you. And man, I hope you just freaking tear it up this year. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
do you have any questions or anything for me? No, thank you for having me on the show. It was fun. I never, this is my first time ever doing anything like this, any kind of interview or anything. So it was a well, good, good experience. Well, good, man. I'm glad. Hey, and you better get ready for it because you're going to have to do a lot more. I'm, I'm for sure. You're going you're gonna to have a lot of success, man. And I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Thank you. A quick update. As this podcast is airing, Kane just completed his first golf tournament of the season, and he took first place at a TPC in San Antonio. Congrats, Kane. Also, the NAIA College Men's Rankings came out, and they have Kane ranked as the number two golfer. That's pretty damn badass right now. He is right on track. Make sure, guys, to hit me up on Facebook, on Instagram. Tune in. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Make sure to click the subscribe, rate, review. That's how it helps me grow the podcast. And thanks again for your continued support. This thing is growing, and I'm so thankful to all my listeners, all my viewers, all my fans. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is obese.